Welcome to Ag Matters, a podcast where we talk about both matters of agriculture and why agriculture matters. Here's your host, Dr. Amanda Stone, Mississippi State University Assistant Professor and Extension Dairy Specialist. Today we have a guest from the Dairy Alliance, so welcome. We're so happy to have you. Can you Thank you. Can you introduce yourself for me, please? Yes, I am Mary Martin Nordness. I'm Director of Food and Nutrition Outreach for the Dairy Alliance. Well, Thank you so much for coming. Not from Mississippi, right? So from a little bit of a distance. I'm just one over. Yes. I'm from Alabama. <laughs> but my grandparents had a dairy farm in Mississippi. So I feel I feel like I, I'm from Mississippi, Yes, too. you're at home. And on pretty much the coldest uh, day of the year that you're here for. So <laughs> it's a good welcome. Yeah. Yes, but it's a beautiful fall day. Yes, it is. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do with the Dairy Lines, what your job is? I am a dietitian and a spokesperson for dairy farmers across the southeast. I educate health professionals, doctors, nurses, um, professors, and consumers on the health benefits of dairy foods on behalf of the dairy farmers. Mm -hmm. So on that topic, dairy is a very nutritious food, right? So can you tell me a little bit about what makes it so nutritious? Oh, you know, I've I've read a, um, I was looking at some old magazines and I found this, this commercial, this ad in the magazine, and it said, Uh, milk, nature's healthiest beverage. And that Mm -hmm. really is the truth. Um, In a glass of milk, which is eight ounces, there is as much protein as an egg. You have uh, 70, three glasses of milk offers 75% of the calcium that you need. And it's for everyone. In the dietary guidelines, the most recent dietary guidelines, it recommended that we receive three servings of dairy a day for people that are nine years and older. That's that's children, that's teenagers, that's men, that's women. We need mm-hmm. the nutrients that are in dairy foods for strong bones. Mm-hmm. So along with calcium, though, there's other beneficial things, right? Right. So, you know, people know calcium for strong bones, but some of the other nutrients that are in milk. We know about the protein, but there's Mm -hmm. potassium, and potassium is needed for the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people like, well, I I didn't think I could have milk with heart disease, but you can. There's Mm -hmm. a research study that shows that three servings of dairy a day actually was beneficial to help lower your blood pressure as much as some medications. Mm -hmm. And potassium is also part of why chocolate milk is the recovery drink, too, right? Right. Yes, that's true. You've done your homework. (laughs) I have. I may Maybe a little bit involved in the dairy industry. (laughs) Um, Some of my other favorite things that are in um, milk is panathenic acid. Now, you don't, that's one of those nutrients that you don't hear very much about. But if you are an athlete, that is very important to you because it helps your it helps get your energy started. So Mm -hmm. uh, there has been some research studies recently that showed that milk is a very good recovery beverage, Mm -hmm. Uh, not just in the nutrients that it provides, but in the fluid, the different types of fluid that it has in it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and the the best thing about milk, it is so economical. For all the nutrition that you get in eight ounces, eight ounces of milk costs less than a quarter. And, and that's good news for young families. Right. Even compared to pop, which is a competitor, right, of milk or bottled water is we, really expensive. We have so many competitors, and there really shouldn't be that many competitors. But um, 
milk is just one of those things that has always been around. Mm -hmm. And now there's lots of competition. There's lots of choices. And so that sort of gets pushed aside for something splashier, something colorful, something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But really, if you're going to go for the basics, for good eating, good mm-hmm. drinking, milk can't not be beat. Mm-hmm. And in kids especially, you know, they need to have uh, and not. I see a lot of kids. I have, I have two kids of my own, and I see a lot of kids drinking pop all the time or soda, I guess some people call it down here, um, and drinking sports drinks. And those are full of sugar. And, I mean, every once in a while, of course, everything in moderation is probably okay, but they're not drinking milk it dinner and as a dietitian I I think one of the thing that upsets me the most is when I see young children sipping on some of the sports drinks like they should be drinking water instead Uh but they're drinking the sports drinks and that that makeup of a sports drink is really too much salt too Mm -hmm. much sodium, too much potassium, too much electrolytes for just a, a person that is at rest that's not working out. So parents need to be careful about that. In fact, the uh, American Academy of Pediatricians just came out with a statement saying that growing children, really the two beverages that they should be having is water and milk. Hmm. Not be very careful about sports drinks and be Uh very careful about those energy drinks. They're not for growing children. Yeah, energy drinks are hard on uh non-growing children too. (laughs) Grown-ups makes your heart beat a little too fast anyway. So let's talk about the other competitor, the one that makes my blood pressure rise a little (laughs) bit is the nut juices. I'm not going to call them milk, but you know, soy beverage and oat beverage. Oh, wow. I I never thought that I would, as a dietitian, I never thought that I would see uh, that as a choice. And mm-hmm. if you taste it, to me, there's just really not any yeah. choice about what tastes better. But um, what we try to do, I, I think that food, eating food is very personal. And I don't like to interfere with people's choices. But I do, as a dietitian, I feel like I need to point out things to them so mm-hmm. that they can make a wise food choice. And the difference is on the label. If you look at a real milk label and compare it to a plant beverage, you will see that there is less protein. There are more ingredients in a plant-based type of beverage than there is milk. And the cost is more. Mm -hmm. And there are ingredients in there that you have no idea what it is. My husband's a chemical engineer. And he said, I don't even know what some of these these additives are. So I want you to be very careful about that. And I think from talking to my friends that choose to drink a plant-based beverage, sometimes, not all the time, but I think what makes their choice for them are the calorie content. Um, Some of the plant-based beverages have 30 calories. Skim milk has 80. But let me just say you're getting a whole lot more for those 80 calories than you are the 30 calories. Uh Really, you're not, you're, uh, the nutrients that you get, those 80 calories, that's, those are fantastic Mm -hmm. to get that with only 80 calories. Well, and I don't have a study citation for this, but I hear it around the the dairy industry at, at meetings and such that whole milk is actually more beneficial and, and then skim milk? Is that true? So what what we did as a food industry when we removed the fat, mm-hmm. sometimes you have um, unintentional consequences. Mm-hmm. All right, so removing the fat from milk, 
vitamins and minerals act a different way when it's taken with fat. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're better when there's fat. There's also some of those phospholipids that are in fat that are so good for brain health. I'm not saying that it's caused it. It's just that mm-hmm. milk is sort of a perfect beverage. And when you go, met, when you take things out, mm-hmm. you, you have these unintended consequences. So I believe as a, as a mom, as a grandmom, I let my children drink milk mm-hmm. that is whole milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have whole milk. We have 2% milk at our house. Mm-hmm. Now people are recognizing and even, um, even some of the people that are our are, are nutrition professionals, I'm kind of excited to see what comes out in the dietary guidelines, the mm-hmm. new ones that are about to come out. We'll see where whole milk falls uh-huh. now. Right. I'm excited for that, too, because currently it's 1%. That's it's low fat yeah, okay. and fat free. And mm-hmm. that's what is mostly served in schools. And, uh, you know, children are wise consumers. Uh-huh. Fat-free milk, uh, it is it it is delicious if you have grown up with it, uh-huh. but there is a difference in the taste between whole and and fat-free milk, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Definitely, and so cutting if people want to cut calories, they're trying to lose weight or whatever their doctor is advising them to do. Switching from milk to either skim milk or a nut juice is probably not the correct decision. I I think it's wrong. As a dietitian, I do think it's wrong when people ditch dairy um, Mm -hmm. in an attempt to lose weight. I think that that there are other ways that you can cut. Mm -hmm. You do need to look at your whole fat content and and work with a dietitian on designing a a weight loss diet just for you. That's mm-hmm. the benefit of working with a dietitian. And they can find ways on how you can cut calories in other places. Many of our calories when you're attempting to lose weight are from foods that are that don't offer any nutrition at all. Uh-huh. Well, you also, as you age, you need to build up your metabolism. So it is not only the food you eat, but it's the f- fuel that you expand to. So uh-huh. you've got to, I, I really like when people choose to work with a dietitian, uh, not someone who's not a dietitian, and, and really get something that you will enjoy doing that works for you, that your whole family can eat, and mm-hmm. that you learn uh, some basic nutrition along with cooking skills. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big, big part of eating well as well. Uh-huh. Right. Well, because nowadays most people eat out pretty often. Yes. And you want to be very specific about what you order uh, um, when you're at a restaurant because Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest mistakes when we eat out is that we try to eat all that we are given. Uh And every every one of us should probably go home with a to-go box Uh because the portion sizes are just huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, so can we talk a little bit about the producers who are making the milk that yes. is what we're go- what yes. we're talking about? Um, you work with promoting producers, right? So what does that involve? Yes. So our, when we say a producer, we're talking about a dairy farmer, a dairy farmer. And we're in the southeast. We're very fortunate. Our dairy farms, 98 um, percent of them are family owned. So you have not only the grandfather there, you may have the son there with his family. Uh, they've owned the acres, they've owned the farm for years and years, and they get such great joy from providing a product that families can enjoy. Um, they're usually very involved in their community. They may be on the school board. Mm-hmm. They're great businessmen, uh, and it's a pleasure to work on their behalf. Mm-hmm. They're very involved in agriculture in general. Um, th- Everybody at the Farm Bureau knows who they are. Uh-huh. You know, they just, they're just they just good 
they're just good people. And we have a surprising amount of uh, women dairy farmers. You know, it's not just the the husband that's involved. The Many of the women dairy farmers are involved in uh, actively marketing the product that they make. Mm-hmm. So it's a family a business. Sure. And it needs the whole family because it does. It is a very intensive business. Yes, yeah. it is. But the women being involved, I think, is a change that has happened not too long ago is that, you know, the traditional right. dairy farm is they raised the kids and they, you know, maybe fed the calves or something motherly like that. But women are really women stepping are stepping up. up mm-hmm. Right. So the, the dairy business um, is a very difficult business because there are no down days. It's mm-hmm. 365 days. Christmas, Thanksgiving, you're out there milking the cows or someone else is milking the cows, but you are a employer uh-huh. at that point. So there's a, there's never a down day. There's uh, hardly any off days, but thankfully, uh, many of them have a support system either with the workers that are there or their family that helps out. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a farm stress episode that will be airing either before or after yours. I'm not sure what order they'll air in, but farmers are are really in a position to have such stressful lives, mm-hmm. that ho- hopefully also very positive lives, but they are met with so many difficulties, and that has been getting worse over the years, I think. Um, have you been seeing that too? Yes. Um, you know, finances and stress uh, go together. So mm-hmm. if you're not making as much as you need to to cover your expenses, the feed of the cows, the electricity that it costs to run milking parlors, that's that's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're hit with some economic problems all at the same time, um, some problems with immigration, problems with uh, tariffs, uh, f- some of the our dairy farms are uh, getting offered some uh, – some of the contractors want to purchase their acreage to build neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they do? So it's a, it's, a, it's a stressful time to be in the dairy business, but they do it because they love it. Uh-huh. They love what they do. You can't come across a dairy farmer that doesn't say, yes, it's tough, but I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love the animals. I love the, I love the people. I love making this product. Uh-huh. And I think that's one of the I guess, most admirable qualities yes. about, uh, I would dare say, every dairy producer <laughs> I've met is that they are the most resilient people. I mean, there can be animal rights people bombarding them about how they care for their animals, but they're still going to go out and do what they're supposed to do. They do the right thing. They make the right choices, and they are, they're just really resilient. When they're handed something, they come out on they top. They come out on top. Yeah. They're survivors. They are, yeah. And we need to help them more than we do by buying more dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to say that we've been able, my department of food and nutrition outreach, we've been, we've been working on trying to educate chefs, taking chefs out to a dairy farm. And in turn, the chefs are buying products from those dairy farms or we're hook, we, we help a chef understand where their milk comes from, like what proce- milk processor it goes through. Mm-hmm. So we've taken some chefs out to a dairy farm and then on to a milk processing plant to show them the whole thing. What makes cream cream? What makes cheese? How do you make cheese? So Mm -hmm. they have an understanding and they can say, you know, I've been to that dairy farm. I've been to that processing plant. I'm absolutely sure of the quality of this product. So Uh uh, we're trying to to help educate people um, 
on where their milk comes from. And you've done that in Mississippi. We have. Mm -hmm. Is that available? Like, did you film it or something? Can we watch it? Um, Yes, we did. I think it is online through a company called Eat Y'all. I think that the visit was recorded in that. We've just recently done another visit in Virginia. Um, We took chefs out to a dairy farm and then to a where they make the ice cream. Um, and we took chefs out in North Carolina to a dairy farm and then took them to a milk processing plant. So it's we're trying to do it in every state. That's awesome. Really beneficial. And something else beneficial that you've been working on is getting coolers or refrigerators um, to food pantries, right? Yes. This is a, our grant program that's called Milk to My Plate. Uh, it was a, a model that the food bank that needs coolers, uh, the dairy farmers have agreed to offer a certain amount of money to help the food banks um, with the coolers or shelving that can help hold the milk. And then local processors will negotiate a, uh, a negotiated lower rate for the milk. The food banks buy the milk, and then they've got these coolers uh here in Mississippi, we did a $35,000 grant to the Mississippi Food Network. They bought um, 17 coolers. They bought 25 thermal blankets that when they go out and deliver the milk, it keeps the milk cold. And uh, they also bought a uh, cooking demonstration table so that they can show their participants how to do certain recipes that That's will neat. use more milk, yogurt, and cheese. That's awesome. And so that will reach all over Mississippi? Um, on their on Mississippi Food Network's website, they have a quote there that they serve 150,000 people a month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. So this this that is for that grant was for a sustainable type of assets like the coolers, like the the thermal blankets that will serve not only this year, but mm-hmm. in the years to come. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's, and that that's and this is at a time when dairy farmers are hurting. Uh-huh. But that just shows you how much they believe in their community and their state mm-hmm. that they they're still thinking about people that may be less fortunate than they are. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I guess people who are listening probably don't realize that the, the dairy producers or farmers are actually contributing to the Dairy Alliance. So that is really their yes. money that's being that's spent their money. on that. Yeah. So can you talk about how that the checkoff money works a little? Sure. Um, so when you buy a gallon of milk at the grocery store, um, part of that money goes to $0.10. Cents. Um, part of that money goes to uh, to us, to the Dairy Alliance, so that we can use money to create education materials uh, for schools. It goes to, to programs that the dairy farmers approve that we should be doing in their state. Mm-hmm. So this amount of money that came, the $35,000 for the Mississippi Food Network, is something that the dairy farmers in Mississippi approved. Mm-hmm. So that that money goes back into the state, and they uh, our Mississippi dairy farmers, we have a board here, and we go and present to them how we plan to spend the money. Uh, it could be at a fair. It could be mm-hmm. um, at in schools that are across Mississippi. could be with the food bank. So they have a hand in how they want that money to be used. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the meetings that I've been to, the board meetings, they again, is just the resilience and kindness of dairy producers is that, you know, they're hurting. They're not getting paid what they need to to support their farm well, but they, I have never heard anyone complain that (laughs) money is going to educate people or money is going to help feed people who need it. I mean, they are always 
so happy to help. Yeah, and they they have a lot of they ha- they are resilient, but and they have hope for the future. Uh-huh. You know, they want to they want their farms to continue. They want agriculture to continue in the state of Mississippi, and they want to invest in. Uh, whoever the new farm, the future farmers are going to be coming mm-hmm. up. They're very generous with their time, too. You know, people that want to come on their farm and see and mentor them about uh-huh. the dairy industry. Um, and we're very proud of the work that Mississippi State University does on behalf of uh, young dairy farmers. Well, I appreciate that. And the, we're proud of it, too. So <laughs> we're proud of our farmers in, in general. Um, so, Speaking of the next generation or young farmers, um, do you see a lot of young farmers coming into the business? I, I do. Um, I, when I'm in Georgia, I see a lot of the future farmers, the, the younger people. I've had opportunities to work with them at the state fairs. I'm very impressed with the quality. Um, I've also been to the Alabama state fairs, and I've watched uh, – and helped with when they have the show cows and the different uh-huh. uh, type of ceremonies that they have. And, and that's that's very pleasing to me. They're great teenagers, great uh-huh. people, uh, really good ethics and, and good from good families. And, mm-hmm. and they they love what they do. So I'm hoping and, and praying that these, these young people will go into farming. Mm-hmm. But we've got to do all we can to make it a profitable business. Mm-hmm. What steps do you think we can take to help improve the industry to make them want to stay? Um, well, I'm, I think there's a lot of things we can do on the state level. Mm-hmm. Um, if we educate more people about actually what happens on a farm, I think that's what we've got to do. Uh-huh. Um, make it avail- make it the farms available. Make farmers available for people to get questions answered mm-hmm. about where their food comes from, how is my, how is that food made? And, and many of our farmers are very open and transparent. Mm -hmm. So that solves a lot of that openness, um, makes people not be afraid of, of the food. uh, And that's important. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that we can do is, uh, support our ag departments at the college level. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've got to do that. People, consumers, um, I'd like to see more, uh, job, when we're at jobs fairs, having people go out uh-huh. there and support that. Um, that's just a few things I'm thinking about. Yeah. When, <clears throat> excuse me, we had another guest on, um, I think said 33% of the U.S. economy is based on jobs in agriculture, not just the dairy industry itself, obviously, but right. others. And so it really is an important industry out there we need we need it for the economy and because we need to eat we need to have clothes we need to have housing right that I've heard that statistic because when a farm goes out or when it chooses to go out you have no idea of the ripple effect that it Uh has the the people that come and, and transport the processing plants the people the families that are supported by those uh a mm-hmm. farm itself you don't really think about that I wish that there was some way that everyone could have an opportunity to just spend half a day on a farm. Me too. That would be really awesome. Uh, as a child, I remember being very connected to my grandparents who had a dairy farm. I was very fortunate. I loved to go and visit. It was mm-hmm. it was just such fun to me. Um, all the animals, the the smells, the the different tasks that that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I do wish that more people got to go out to a farm and just mm-hmm. spend half a day and see what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, there are producers who are willing to have people. So if any listeners do want to see a dairy farm, if you have one near you, contact them. Um, and Mississippi State is always happy to give tours of our dairy farm or connect you with somebody if you are interested. And you all have some videos on your website, right? We do. We have uh, – we ha- can – certainly share what farms are open for agritourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would start with those first and, and uh, because they're set up and mm-hmm. they're ready to, uh, to take big groups of people mm-hmm. on, a, on a weekly basis. So I, I think there are more farms going to that, you know, to open it up because they know that it's very important for people to get the right, the right answers to their questions. Uh-huh. And not search on Google, <laughs> yeah, like not. ask a ask a farmer, someone who knows about it. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so we have seen on a, I guess, more depressing negative note, we've seen a lot of producers going out of business, mm-hmm. right? Um, is that happening just in the southeast where we No, it's work happening or? everywhere. Um, immigration, the, the tariffs, the political kind of uh, situation that we're in in some states. Uh, yeah, it's just a it, it's a hard time for all farmers, but mm-hmm. especially for the dairy farmers. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin has this, you know, they've they've seen a lot of dairy farms go out. I hope that we're through the worst part here in mm-hmm. the southeast, but because so many of our farms are smaller farms and family farms, um, we I think we felt the pinch a lot more than some regions of the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our um, farming population is aging, not just yes. in the dairy industry, but everywhere. Yes. So we need younger people to want to be. I think the average age for a dairy farmer in the southeast is about 55. Is I that right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so they're you know they're winding down, mm-hmm. and they need young people to come in and be interested um, in in dairy farming, and it's such an important product, such an important nutritious product mm-hmm. that uh, for everyone. And um, and the proof is there, all the nutrition that you get in one cup of milk. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people who aren't involved in the dairy industry and maybe even some that are don't actually realize that it's not just a business to the producers. Right. It is. Right. It is their livelihood, but it is everything to them. I mean, it's I've been to some sales that I'm crying mm-hmm. at them because it is just so. I just can't imagine losing something that you have worked so hard, mm-hmm. so hard for everybody else, right? You're not making a lot of money in the dairy. You're lucky if you make any money, really, in the dairy industry, and you're providing for everyone else all the time, not even taking care of yourself. You're always worried about your cows and your consumers and your land and everything else. That It's really it's a, it's a hard, hard time. So it is. It's I hope very, we come out of it. it I, I pray we do. I, I have hope that we will, and I have hope that we've turned the corner. Uh-huh. I, I hope so, too. And I'm sure they do even more than <laughs> us, yes. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about where people can access information? Do you have a website? Yes. It's um, thedairyalliance.com. That website is amazing. It has different 
uh, sections on it. We we have the great honor of having um, a dairy chef that works with us, and her creation of nutritious dairy recipes, especially for the holidays, I really mm-hmm. suggest that it makes some time and go there. Yes. We have a new section about what we call dairy shareables. You know how... It, for holiday parties, you want to take something that uh-huh. will be for everybody, the wow factor. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think everyone will be pleased with that. They, she has a lot of hors d'oeuvres. She has side dishes that are shareable. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, people will make time to go to our website. And there's also... PDFs, there's nutrition nutrition tips that are there, lots of information for uh, you to share with your family uh, if you have questions about milk in general. It's just a good general website for mm-hmm. everyone. I think one of the interesting things about the website, but also the Dairy Alliance period, period is that it is connecting both the producer end and the consumer end, right? And so you can get information from both all aspects, which is important. Yes, and you can also find out more information about dairy farms in your state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good area to to also look at. See which ones are are available. See what um, dairy farms produce cheese. See which dairy farms produce butter. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's good. It's fun to look through the little ch- chart there and see what's going on. Yeah. But I love the recipe section, and especially with the holidays coming up, I think that would be a value to people. Mm-hmm. And I've made a few of those recipes, and I, I approve of them, too. So. <laughs> Especially the ones with cheese, because cheese is, I think, the best dairy product so, out there. <laughs> so my new favorite recipe are the apricot puffs. Oh, I haven't tried oh, those. Oh, it has cheese in them. Okay, good. And it also has a little uh, apricot preserves. But they're, it, I just think it'd be great for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. A little awesome. appetizer before the turkey comes yeah, out. Right. <laughs> As if there's not enough food. We need we need more for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. And I appreciate you answering all of our questions. And make sure you like and subscribe and tune in next time. Ag Matters is produced and supported by the Mississippi State University Extension Service.